0: What's up, beautiful people? Thank you for tuning in into another episode of Creative, Creative Habits, Habits Podcast. Podcast. How you doing today, my love?
1: Pretty, pretty good.
0: That's wonderful. That's wonderful. What's on the docket for today's These topic? The
1: docket. See, why do we call each other the N-word, but get vehemently upset when a white person uses the N-word?
0: That is a very good question. Very good question. Me personally, I don't use the word as much as I used to in my youth. Mm -hmm. Um, To me, it reminds me of watching those old slave movies. And I really don't like those movies. So the last slave movie I watched was the Nat Turner one, you know, because it was a slave rebellion. But I don't know, mentally psychologically it just puts me back in a place where
1: you don't want to go <laughs> we're,
0: we're seen as less than Yeah. you know mm-hmm. I mean I understand the, the, the connotation of taking the word switching it up and owning it but that's just something that, that me personally I would not want to do
1: yeah, well, I don't get it. I don't knock anyone for choosing to live how they want to live and say what they want to say, mm-hmm. but I still don't get it. Like, why would you, like, use that word? That's still a word that I am I have very difficult... I can't say it. Mm-hmm. I can swear up and down and curse, but that's the one word where I just have difficulty saying it out of my mouth.
0: Yeah. I mean... I understand it. I, I I definitely understand it. What do you
1: understand about it?
0: Just taking ownership of something that was deemed negative and turning it into a word of endearment. Uh,
1: Is okay. Yeah. I Go mean,
0: ahead. that's what the senses claim it to be. You know, it's very prevalent in hip hop since the late '80s. You know, early '70s and. R&B and, and all, all the other genres. is just, to me, I've grown out of using that, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. If you expect another group of people to say, to not say something about your own people, but you are able to use that word, I can understand that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's our word to use, not for you to use. I get that. But knowing... And I, I don't know, because I'm saying, like, knowing our history and, like, what our people have been through, mm-hmm. h- how can you say that word? But then I could probably get attacked for saying that, that that's the same thing as saying, how can you not vote? Really? It is. Like... Because it's the same, it's it's similar. I think Mm -hmm. it's similar in the sense that I don't say the N-word because I know my history. Mm -hmm. I go and vote because I know my history. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you can get attacked for saying, go vote, right? Yeah. You can get attacked for saying the N-word.
0: Yeah. And you can get attacked for voting for someone that the attacker doesn't agree with.
1: No, I get that. But I'm you know saying, I mean? like, I think it's on the same level of saying yeah. that yeah. to other people. Like, why didn't you go vote is the same thing as, like, why do you use the N-word?
0: Me personally, I've never been called the N-word outside of my race or my small circle of people. To be honest, I don't think it would affect me emotionally if a white man called me a nigger. because Really? It wouldn't because I know what I am and I know what I'm not.
1: But if that person said it in your face like, "Mm." (laughs) you just look at them crazy or you punch them in the face?
0: Look at them crazy. Wow,
1: I would have thought you would have punched them in the face. My
0: my mannerisms and my ideals and what I want to do in life doesn't revolve around negativity.
1: Mm.
0: And if someone outside of my peers feel the need to call me that that's their problem not mine right just because you don't like me how does that affect me
1: interesting you know what i mean i got called that once Mm -hmm. um in europe and the way that it was said was basically just saying well you actually don't belong here like you know that type of thing the strong
0: and, er with this spit coming out there mo
1: yeah but it was very God. silent and and like as i was walking past them mm-hmm. and away from adults because at the time i was you know a minor a child yeah, yeah. so it's like okay you deliberately did it when you know my aunt was in there mm-hmm. you deliberately did it when you know there wasn't an adult present mm-hmm. and you did it I don't know. Maybe because I was the youngest one of color. <laughs> I don't know. But it's just like the fact that you would just do that. Yeah. Sent off a signal and a...
0: Albert sent Einstein. Sent off hate,
1: you know? Like that was intentionally yeah. to be like, you don't belong here. Albert <laughs>
0: Einstein went to this... I forget which college. I think it was in Atlanta. He went to this black college and hosted a lecture. And I'm saying this quote loosely, but he said that racism is only an illness white people can have.
1: Albert Einstein.
0: Albert Einstein, the, 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 the astrophysicist or whatever the, his title was.
1: So you're saying black people can't be racist?
0: We can be prejudiced. We can be offensive as hell. We can be mean as fuck. But racist... I don't think so. A lot of us just hate people because we hate them. A lot of us black people. You know what I mean? It's not maybe... I don't think it's... It's it's not because
1: they weren't...
0: It's not because of the color (laughs) of their skin. You know? Or we don't have the, 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 the structure or the infrastructure to deny somebody certain privileges like jobs or, you know ideals of beauty you know
1: it's not because they're, they're swimming in the pool <laughs> yeah and you just wanted to be your kind in the pool
0: i mean don't get me wrong i went to an elementary school a grade school where there were only a few white people there but all of them were not getting picked on i'm not saying it was this was right but it was only a specific few. It was more classism than racism. You know They're I mean?
1: picked on for being poor or rich.
0: Poor. <laughs> picked on for being poor. You know. So
1: that's classism, not that's, racism. That's not
0: racism. You know. And this was a black majority elementary school.
1: Hmm. So should people use N word?
0: I don't think I should use it.
1: What if Wami used to like starts saying N N N everywhere?
0: I think I would have a problem with that. Yeah, but he's still young,
1: and he could say it behind our backs around his that, friends. <laughs> and
0: I mean, I'm cool with that. If he want to do that tomfoolery with his friends, that's cool. But when he's around us, he should.
1: He knows when to turn it off and turn it on. He know he you're should
0: saying? stand and and. Hold himself in a certain manner. In a certain way.
1: I think that he should know.
0: The history of yes, course.
1: And and make that. that Conscious or rightful decision. That he feels is necessary. To yeah. make that decision for yeah. himself. But. Um, I hate that we still use it. And it's not bleeped out of music. We can't say god damn. You know. Yeah. But you could say and.
0: But it's interesting. Because. In early hip-hop, late 80s, early 90s, conscious rappers use every word in a dictionary besides that. But in the late 90s, that's when they became in the forefront with rappers. Mm -hmm. I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but conscious hip-hop was extremely popular then it became the drug dealer and after that the drug user you know what i mean so you see like the steps it's like moving backwards instead of moving forward a lot of these people who run these record labels don't look like
1: us hmm that's a lot to be said And remember when Chappelle was talking about when he was doing a sketch, Mm -hmm. but he was creating and developing this role, Mm -hmm. you know, that had blackface or whatever and realized that people were not laughing with him. They were laughing at him. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. how I feel sometimes using that, like having the authority to use that word, Mm
0: -hmm. but then
1: not allowing others to use that word. Like I feel like sometimes it's, Because we are always focused on and criticized, discriminated against, and all this stuff, like I think it justifies for people to be able to use that word Mm -hmm. or look at us as if we're the idiots for using that word. You know, Mm -hmm. am I making sense?
0: Yeah. Let me ask you a quick question. In all of the circles you've been in, have you ever felt like, that little, excuse my lack for a better word, that little monkey with the thing on top of his head playing the accordion, dancing around for the people? Mm-hmm. Have you ever felt like that? Or let me say the, the, the dancing bear. Have you ever felt like?
1: I felt like that in a colleg- collegiate environment. Mm-hmm. And I felt that in environments where I was the minority mm-hmm. and not the majority,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and in university, feeling that way when I had to defend or talk about black issues mm-hmm. because I was the only black person in that classroom or in that environment, and we were on the subject of race or on the subject of black you know history, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, it will be assumed that I can answer that question because I'm the black person in the room. Those are the moments and times where I felt kind of like that.
0: Or have you ever been put in a situation where someone outside of your race or our race assumes they know more about black issues than you do? (laughs) Yes,
1: yes. I've had a few bosses that were like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I've had a few... um, instances where that was the case um how about you
0: yeah <laughs> definitely definitely
1: what did that make you feel like
0: it made me feel like the last cocoa puff in a bowl of milk
1: <laughs> and what happens to the last cocoa puff in a <laughs> bowl of milk <laughs>
0: somebody eats that motherfucker. but uh, <laughs> it's i don't know i i don't know why i brought that up but It just seems like even though our music is like at the forefront and it's more popular now, it's like they use that to relate to us and they almost expect us to sing and dance and shuck and jive. So they're
1: fueling our healing to us in a form that's not healing.
0: No, they're they're fueling... The drugs, no, they're fueling the sickness and trying to prescribe the drugs at the same time.
1: Right. But they're fueling it into something that already naturally is a form of healing for us. Mm-hmm. For black people, art is a form of healing. We see there, that because we enjoy dancing. We enjoy music. We enjoy all that stuff. So
0: There is, I forget what his name, I think it's called the Coke Brothers. But... They worked, I don't know if it was in Senate or worked for Senate, but they had a lot of money in the oil and and, and, and energy mm-hmm. industry, right? Mm-hmm. They decided to open up a record label. And, oh, quick side note, they also owned a lot of prisons. Mm-hmm. So they decided to own a record label. Um, they recruited a lot of rappers who were mostly quote unquote, gangster rappers and talk about specific topics that didn't put us in a great light. That's who they only recruited. And they, their logic behind it was that if we put mostly gangster rappers out there who are rapping these lifestyles, that will fill in our prisons because the only way to control people is to control their heroes and who yeah. they look up to.
1: Man, but you know what's sad? Sometimes it's nice to hear a, a, some gangster rap. It is. Sometimes some it's nice music. to lo- like, yeah. man. I love me some DMX. But yeah, DMX's lyrics and.
0: But Majority I don't know. Person. I don't know if DMX is, is gangster rap though. DMX no, but is I'm conscious just saying. Okay,
1: I, that was something that popped in my head because he I is, like DMX, he, he's on but a knowing border. that he's a little bit crazy and yeah, toxic,
0: yeah. Hey, but dog. he's
1: one of the biggest rappers and musicians of our time. But Should say something like.
0: It just to me it just shows the the, the degradation of us starting one place and ending up to another. Is that why the word is being used in the music I to keep us saying. mentally yes, somewhere yes, yes. that we're not supposed mentally to be?
1: Mentally enslaved. Distracted. I'm, I'm just going to say it. Yeah. I think that there's so many things that are designed to keep us behind. Yeah. Because you don't have, we have so many non-black musicians that are rappers. Mm. The majority of them don't talk about the shit we talk about. Yeah. And they can't relate to the shit we talk about because Betty and Sue is not gonna buy the album for John.
0: Or they <laughs> don't I don't
1: mean to use those names.
0: They don't do the things that they they rap about.
1: Right, exactly. But who's to say that we do it? I didn't come from the trenches of Yeah. Crenshaw and live in a Project. The
0: trenches of Zimbabwe. But that's,
1: you know what I'm saying? I didn't come from that experience, but it's like that's what's filtered and assume that that's where i come from but
0: on a broader spectrum we've had uprisings and they would infiltrate and drug us up in a sense whether it be the 60s and that movement they killed a lot of our leaders whether it be the Black Panther movement. They lock up a lot of our leaders. A lot of our leaders get stuck on drugs and then all of a sudden you hear nothing about the movement. You know? Conscious rap. It starts on a very positive pro pro black influence and then all of a sudden it's the drug user. Like, if we look at things on a broader spectrum, just stand back and really look at it, it's a cycle.
1: It is. But imagine a world where 90% of the rappers are like Kendrick Lamar Mm. and J. Cole. Mm. So it's like, you could talk about ratchet shit. You could talk about that situation. But the majority of the time, the messages you're putting out there is real stuff that we actually go through, like mental health, Mm -hmm. like police brutality and things that are uplifting us rather than making us feel like shit. Yeah. A lot of this music makes us feel like shit. It makes us want to be our spouses.
0: You know? it, it glorifies... <laughs> and leave
1: our families. It
0: glorifies our trauma. Yes. A lot of... It does. A lot of media that we intake glorifies trauma.
1: Yes, it does. And I think what's scary about it glorifying our trauma is... Almost as if we're still on the same drug. Yeah. The same drug that we have been fed since we got here. And it will continue to keep us trapped. And it will continue to distract us from progressing as a people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But there's been a... I always say that there's been a change. There's been... (laughs) What changed? Change. Tell me. I've hear, I've been hearing a lot of my peers or people in public and media say, instead of using the word, they would say king or queen. Okay, but is that a or, trend
1: or are we going to keep this up?
0: I don't know, but I think it's a point in the right direction.
1: It is a point in the right direction. But you see, like you said, everything is cyclical. Mm. In the 70s, there was a huge wave of Afrocentric You know, positivity and Pan-Africanism It it, it dwindled out a little bit And came back in Mm. the 90s And then went down And you have a group of people That stick in that era And stick in that mission and movement And then they're called, you know Crunchy people and Dr. Umars And Hoteps and shit like that But in actuality, it's like, are they the ones that are progressing and maybe the ones that are still behind and distracted are laughing at these people that actually know who they are, that are doing the research and doing the work into regaining who they claim to be?
0: Hey, Dr. Umar, where the hell is that school (laughs) at, man? we've been waiting on that school for like 5 years. I sent you $20, man. I gave you a donation. I you, want to you know what the school is. You did $20. At.
1: I gave him $20. Oh,
0: shit. <laughs>
1: you should have consulted me before you did this that. Is before I would have told you was that like was a tight, dumbass tight, joke, you know, but <laughs> I mean a, a dumbass decision, but kudos to you for supporting the black the black dollar.
0: <laughs> I think at heart a lot of us look for leadership. You know,
1: yes, co- uh, correct,
0: a lot of us look for leadership, yes, look, look, look at the climate that we're in today. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of Trump worshipers, and we have a lot of Biden and Kamala worshipers. It's
1: very interesting, you say the word worship, so I'm interested to know where this is going
0: and <laughs> it's not even just politics it's it's the media as well. We have a lot of people who worship. Beyonce, Yeah, celebrities, Yana, right? celebrities. Mm-hmm. you know, to me. Now
1: Instagram influences, huh? <laughs>
0: it's kind of like, you know, old school idol worship like our ancestors used to do, you know. Who
1: are ancestors idol worshiping?
0: I mean, I wouldn't say false gods, but like they're like royalty that we don't question.
1: Mm-mm. Well, okay. A lot of
0: us that don't question, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of the people that we look up to use these words like the N word or whatever, and we think it's okay. I don't know. I'm just no. You're not of wrong. I want
1: you to like keep going. Like there's nothing wrong with what you're saying. Yeah, you have a valid point. I need to know when when this shit is gonna stop. It's, never like, gonna stop. it's not going to stop. And that's scary because I think that that's what a lot of, you know, our adults in our growing stages were trying to get at us. You know, like we're trying to portray a message like, all right, there's a reason for everything. Why are you singing that song? Or, you know, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Like yeah. it it starts to make sense when you realize that maybe. This music isn't good for us. Like, it's not just... Mm. It is about having a good time. But what what are they saying? Nothing. Like, what are they really saying in this music?
0: And the only problem with the music we have today is... Almost all of it, it's about having a good time. Mm-hmm. when, And we can't have a good time, like, all the time.
1: But also, can you see how when other people outside of our race listen to that music and could care less what the lyrics are saying. Mm
0: -hmm. Or when they listen to that music and think we're monolithic and they approach us like we're
1: that. Or are quick to assume that we're (coughs) criminals. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I'm not saying or justifying that's correct, but maybe they're thinking, well, of course they are, because did you hear that song?
0: And that's not only music that's. Television, that's mm-hmm. the news, that's mm-hmm. everything that, everything we don't control the narrative. We don't control those narratives of us because they basically own it.
1: That actually validates my um, theory or question surrounding whether or not TV is a huge influence mm-hmm. on educating people. About things Mm -hmm. Unfortunately it is Mm -hmm. Like we can't We no longer rely on Day to day or person to person Relationships, in person relationships Mm -hmm. It all has to do with what's filtered Through the internet, what's filtered Through our television screens Mm -hmm. So Imagine just sitting, you sitting on the couch As a kid and just flicking through channels You learn a lot from TV
0: Yeah, I know I did, you know what I mean So it's
1: just like You see, you observe, you assume, you know, the martial arts movies that you see, like you see people being able to have like kick ass and fight and do all Mm -hmm. these things. And your assumption of that culture could be one way from what you've seen, you know? So it's like, what does that mean for our people? Like how, how are we showing up to other people in the world?
0: Which is one main reason why I stopped watching slave movies it seemed like every other (laughs) year
1: there's a a three or four that come out
0: you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and mentally it's keeping us in that space understand that knowing the history is important but when the narrative isn't controlled by us or when all the facts aren't there or when just just watching it watching it period it's kind of like imprinting on your your subconscious mm-hmm. in a way and it keeps you it keeps you in that mentality that it doesn't tell the full history you know yeah. over 400,000 years of African and black heritage, you know, the first black people, the first people to come to America was 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 most likely the Mali people called the mm-hmm. Omex. You know what I mean? They weren't slaves.
1: I get that. And it's, it's quite funny how we're having discussion about the N-word and the reasons why we don't use it. And I think in our previous, like, podcasts about, like, drugs and how I was explaining that. For me, I just couldn't smoke weed when mm-hmm. it was like criminal, like criminalized, because I felt like, why would I smoke something that somebody's in jail for for the rest of their lives? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it's, it's not that big of a deal, but mm. that's how I felt. You know, the same way you're feeling this way. I'm like, I can't associate myself with that because mm. there are people that can't even see the light of day because of that. You know, yeah, yeah. so it's funny because I think us as black people have certain traumas or triggers that are put out in the world for us to have to pick and choose what we will we'll associate with and what we can't, you yeah. know? But you a slave c- movies. Yeah. For me at the time that we was criminalized, like I could not I, I couldn't do things that I knew was jeopardizing our people. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's like and that's also why I have difficulties doing things outside of the law.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because I think the first people that are gonna get in trouble for that shit is us. You know, like I just, it's difficult for me to disassociate myself from knowing those things like logically.
0: A lot of it is control. They control the laws, Mm -hmm. they control the narrative, they control the media, they control our music. Right, right. You know what I mean? If you really think about it, we don't really control anything. Hip hop is a. We don't. We don't even
1: control hip-hop, do we?
0: It's a multi-trillion-dollar industry. Please do not say
1: that. I don't believe you. Multi-trillion-dollar
0: industry worldwide.
1: I really don't believe you. That's how much it is?
0: And black people only don't even own a small percentage of it.
1: That's frightening.
0: You know what I mean? Multi-trillion. That's that's a whole continent in itself. You know what I mean? Multi-trillion-dollar industry. You know, that's not including.
1: Most... Go ahead.
0: That's not including fashion that we create. That's not including, you know, the 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 plethora of ideas that we put out in the ether, and we don't reap the benefits of
1: it. Have you heard about what's going on in the art industry, like the art world, as mm. far as like um, visual artists who have been you know working with these prestigious museums and galleries that mm. are representing them but they don't even see the majority of percentage of sales from their work I believe. because sothebys or those huge prestigious like auction spaces don't even acknowledge that the artist is the one whose compensation should be for them but you know you got to play the the galleries mm-hmm. the Whoever represented you and all that there's a a process, but at the end of the day, they're robbing, you know, those not artists only that from that.
0: And not only that, but Basquiat wasn't really a millionaire until after his death.
1: Yeah, but that's that's a lot to be said about main arts. When you die, your work is I mean, more valuable that, than when you're alive.
0: I understand that, but mm-hmm. what I'm saying is I hear what you're he saying. He didn't get to see that money who's making th- that money off of his art
1: uh, probably Andy warhol before he died announced i don't know
0: you know what i mean
1: a museum or whatever gallery has so his he didn't his really
0: technically have control over his concepts and ideas
1: that's the same to say for billy Holiday zora Neil herson mm. billy Holiday, i heard died with no money Mm. Zero to her name.
0: So it's, I think, okay, the word, the N-word, whatever. That's only, that's not even a small thing to the bigger picture. Like, that's why it doesn't affect me if somebody outside of my race calls me the N-word because we have larger things to worry about.
1: We have larger things to worry about, but why is it affecting you? Like, why is that so important to you not to use or feel a certain way about it? It just doesn't
0: have a purpose with me. I mean, it might slip out every now and then because, you know, I used to use it a lot as a youth. So
1: you don't deliberately (laughs) choose to. I don't
0: deliberately choose to. Sometimes it might slip out. Sometimes I might say it here and there, but it's not a conscious effort. You know, Mm -hmm. and everyone is different. Everyone won't think like us or the way I do. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't have a place in my atmosphere.
1: I I think about, I mean, I I made a conscious, conscious decision not to use the word, especially because, like, I can't sit. Knowing what your granddad shared with us about his story working at Safeway, mm-hmm. you know, and being like, "Yeah, I use the word," and mm-hmm. not, and not think about his story mm-hmm. or his struggle or what he had to go through because that wasn't a long time ago. Your granddad's yeah. still alive, you know.
0: <laughs> he was the first African American manager at the bakery in Virginia Safeway Bakery.
1: So how could I have the audacity to be like, yeah, yeah. you know, just be comfortable knowing that somebody could have called him that every day going to work, mm-hmm. but I, can, mm-hmm. I, I have the freedom to say whatever I want now.
0: I, it just seems like, let me think of a comparison. Mm-hmm. You know, when a tsunami hits, right? Mm-hmm. The first wave or the second wave or the wave in the middle was always the hardest, mm-hmm. but the later waves after that are not as harsh. That's what the N word means to me. You know what I mean? Like, our ancestors, that shit was terrible. They would be called that, and we would feel some type of way. Mm-hmm. But the waves doesn't hit me as, as hard. hard. So if a white person or somebody outside of the black race or even somebody inside our race calls me that. It doesn't affect me because I'm on a different wavelength.
1: Mm-hmm. If
0: that makes sense.
1: It does make sense. I also excuse me came to the realization in the age that I'm now in the year that I'm going through whatever I'm going through. It was just realization of things is that we can't get mad if somebody mm-hmm. chooses to use that word. We can't hold them accountable or treat them differently because they choose to to use that word. Mm -hmm. The same way I've also discovered that if someone decides that they don't want to vote, that's not my business, you Mm -hmm. know? I can only control what I want and what outcome I want out of there. Already enough, I think that we grow through a lot of stuff as black people. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to judge somebody else, you know, and what they choose to do with their lives. That's your life. Do what you want to do. But I think it is... It is an honorable thing to mention that we can't forget what people did for us in order to have the option that we have today. Mm-hmm. They never had option. Mm-hmm. It was either yes or no. You can drink. You can't drink from that waterfall. And you can drink from that one. You know. Mm-hmm. But now we're living in a day and age where we have come as far as to be able to have an option in. You know, voting an option and saying the n word if we want to, like, we could do that stuff. And I guess there is something to be said about us moving a little bit forward. We haven't fully changed, or nothing has changed as far as how we're treated, but at least we're acknowledged to an extent for certain things, or at least we have an option.
0: We're we're afforded. A lot of privileges due yes. to our ancestors. That's what I was trying to say. Um, and it's our choice to exercise those privileges or not.
1: Correct, you but know? we must also be humble and, and be help. humble.
0: But we can't get in the way of those of mm-hmm. us. Who are trying to create more privileges. For future generations. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. At the at the end of the day. The history of the word is terrible. A lot of us. Used it. Took it. Made it into something else. And used it as a word of endearment. And. To me, the word has no longer any use.
1: For you, yes. And for me, I'd like to say that although I I choose not to use it in my household and I choose to not engage in having conversations using that word, Mm -hmm. I can admit I listen to things that have that word. Mm -hmm. I can admit that I watch things that have that word. But it it goes to say and to show that we all have a choice, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's not our business or our job to make somebody stop using the word, right?
0: That's not. As long as they don't put hands on us, we won't (laughs) put hands on them, basically.
1: Yeah. That's what they teach
0: you in grade school.
1: Yeah. I think, though, also in my adulthood, I'm learning that. Like, I'm learning that I don't have control over what people choose to do with their lives. Mm. Where... Certain things will bother me and I'll wonder why, but it's like that ain't my business. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, like that's not my responsibility. I need to focus on myself. Um, but that's I guess we could just answer that. Like some people use the word because they want to, and some people don't because they know, you know. And both sides may know the history of it. Nah. But they choose to to use that, but that ain't for me.
0: Nah. It's not for me either, man. <laughs> guess we're gonna end it there
1: yeah what's the Um, quote of the uh, later
0: yeah i'll do that later but thank you for tuning in into another episode of creative habits Habits podcast Podcast, season two we really appreciate you guys taking the time out to listen to us banter about real life situations
1: yeah definitely
0: all right we appreciate it guys peace what's up beautiful people thank you for tuning in into today's episode of creative habits podcast here is your quote of the day to be a negro in this country and to be relatively conscious is to be in rage almost all the time james baldwin don't forget to like subscribe and have a good day people peace